Amen. Thank you, Andrew. Our reading this morning is one of uh, those passages that we turn to often at this time of year. (coughs) It's Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. Reading from verse 8 of Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David a Savior has been born to you, He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Amen. Alistair Begg, uh, reflecting on the passage that we read together just a few moments ago, and a passage which uh, should appear on the screen in a moment's time, says this. He says, birth announcements are a big business. There are so many ways to announce the entrance into the world of your little one. Pinterest, Shutterfly, WhatsApp, tinyprints.com. You can take hundreds of pictures, magnify and crop them, and send them round the world. It becomes a competition. Here's our new arrival in her crib. Here she is in her first nappy. Here she is having her first bath. Here are her footprints. Well, if you happen to have a baby next year, here's how to outdo everyone else. Forget emails. Forget a photograph on Facebook or an entry into the newspaper. Here's how to win the announcement competition. Have an angel announce the birth and follow that up with a whole choir of angels providing celebrity, uh, (laughs) celebratory backing vocals. That's how to win. And that's how the arrival of Mary's baby was announced on the night he was born. None of the normal means are employed for the birth of this baby. And it's not just the way that the announcement is made that is unusual and is special, but the announcement itself is unusual and special. The content of the announcement is strange. It's not unusual for the birth of a baby to be treated as good news, which brings great joy. In 2008, when Katie, also sometimes known as Mary, was born, it brought great joy to myself and to Deborah and to our family and to our friends and we rejoiced in sharing the good news of her birth. The same is true in 2014 when uh, Grace was born. Good news which brought great joy to us and to our loved ones. But what's unusual about this is that the angel goes further. Firstly, he meets with shepherds. 
I know we think of sheep and shepherds as all, all cute and fluffy, and our, our sheep was very cute and fluffy today. But shepherds 2,000 years ago were regarded as kind of rough and ready. They were rough and they were nomadic, and they weren't seen as very religiously or morally upright people. So it's strange that the angel would appear to these shepherds. It's also strange what he says to the shepherds. Uh, this is good news of great joy not just for Mary and Joseph and their loved ones, but for all the people, or for all peoples. So not just his own people group. He goes to these kind of outsiders, to the shepherds, and then he goes further and says that this is good news and great joy for all peoples, for every nation, for every society, to put it in the language of the Bible, for every tribe and every tongue. And so here we are, 2,000 years later, halfway around the world, celebrating this good news of great joy. Every people, every tribe, every tongue. I was uh, given a lift home by Morag the other day, and Georgie was in the car as well. And uh, they were telling me some old Airdrie words and phrases. Uh, even the strangest tribes and the strangest tongues are included. Good news of great joy even for us. And what of the name that the angel gives to Jesus? Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Last week, those of us who were here in the morning service, we saw that Jesus was called Jesus because it means the Lord saves. And in Zechariah's song, he was celebrating the fact that God had stepped into the world, not just to see like a tourist, taking photographs in the way. God stepped into the world not just to see, He stepped into the world to seek and to save that which was lost. He had come to make a way for us to be forgiven, to be free from our sin and all of its terrible side effects. The angel affirms that to be true. He is the Savior and He is the Christ. He is the anointed one of God. He is the one that the Hebrew Bible, what we call the Old Testament, pointed forward to the Messiah, the perfect prophet, the perfect priest, the perfect king. He is the Savior, He is the Christ, and He is the Lord, not just for the Jewish people, but for all of us, for all who will recognize Him and all who will receive Him. It's an amazing announcement. And then once this announcement is given, it's like heaven cannot hold itself back for another solitary second. It bursts forth in joy. Suddenly, verse 13, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. What does that mean, peace on earth? Could mean quietness, couldn't it? Uh, you'll have worked out from the years of Katie and Gracie's birth that they are eight and two, respectively. Uh, I prepare from home, so I know how special quietness is. If you are looking to give me a present for Christmas, not suggesting that you need to do that, but if you're looking to give me a present for Christmas, I'm sure the pound shops must sell earplugs. <laughs> and if 12 of you would take pity on a poor pastor and buy me a set of earplugs, that would be me sorted, one new set each month for 2017. 
I know the, the gift, excuse me, my voice is breaking. I know the gift that quietness uh, can be and can bring. But that's not the peace that the angel speaks of. What of peace from war, the absence or the end of conflict? There are a lot of Christmas songs that we hear played in our radio that speak of the longing for war to be over. And a couple of years ago, we celebrated uh, a very powerful and a very moving story that happened in World War I, what, 102 years ago now. World War I was about five months old. Christmas was approaching. They, they thought at the start of the war that it would be over by Christmas. It's becoming clear that the war will not be over by Christmas. And there are a group of British soldiers in a field in France. Then there is no man's land. And there are a group of German soldiers in another trench facing them. And it's Christmas Eve, and the German soldiers begin to do something remarkable. Firstly, I should have brought my candle up. They light candles. And then they start to sing Silent Night, Holy Night. And then the Brits join in. And slowly, one by one, they step over the edge of the trenches into no man's land, not with bullets and with bombs, but with gifts to give and games to play. They shook hands and they shared stories and they even played football together. A moment of peace, so poignant that it has the power to move us even today, a hundred years later. But it didn't last for long, did it? The bullets flew and the bombs fell before long. And so we should pray for peace we should give thanks that wherever there is warfare and all of the horrors that surround warfare, there are brothers and sisters of ours that are Christians seeking to serve, seeking to bring reconciliation and healing and peace in Jesus' name. And we should pray for them too. But the peace that the angel heralded is greater still, even than that. It's not peace for a short time, it's peace for all time. There is a peace that money cannot buy. There is a peace that no circumstance can steal. And that is the peace that Jesus came to give. Jesus came to offer peace with God. We've all gone our own way. We've all done our own thing. We've all fallen short of the standard that God sets. One of the words, the Greek words in the New Testament for sin is hamartia. And it means to miss the mark. So in the first century, if you had an archer and he had a wee target and he you know, brought back his bow and let it go, and the arrow flew towards the target, but just missed. There would be someone standing at the side, and he would shout, Hamartia, you've missed, you've missed the target. And that's one of the words used for sin. You've, you've missed the target. We've missed the mark. We've fallen short. And yet God came to us in the person of Christ Jesus to make a way for us to be forgiven, to be washed clean, and to be welcomed into his family forever. The bad news of Christianity is this. You cannot clamber up to God by being very good or very religious. You'll never be good enough. You'll never be religious enough. But the good news of Christianity is that though we can't clamber up to him because he is too high, he is too holy, he has come down to us in love. Not to wage war, 
but to bring peace. Peace with God for all who turn to Him, all who trust in Him, all who follow after Him. He, he didn't remain in the, the manger. He grew up. He lived a perfect life. He died a sinner's death on the cross for our sins. And all who turn to Him, all who trust in Him, all who follow after Him will be brought into the family of God forever. And from that peace with God, we ought to know peace within. If we know that God is with us, that God is for us, then we ought to have His peace living within us. It is the season to be jolly, we hear. Well, Christmas can be the season of stress, can't it? Anxiety, will I be able to afford those presents? Will I cook the perfect Christmas dinner? Will I manage to get a Peppa Pig airplane or a Disney doll in time? Will I find a parking space before I lose my temper or my sanity? Christmas can be a stressful season. And it can be a sorrowful season for many of us as well. But life as a Christian, though it is not all sunshine and butterflies, ought to be life lived in the peace of God as we look to the Lord Jesus Christ. Peace that no money can buy. Peace that no circumstance can steal. Peace that surpasses all understanding. And this peace is free. You can buy everything at Christmas, but you can't buy this peace. It is offered as a free gift for all who will receive it, for all who will receive Him. The invitation goes out to all to come to Jesus, the one who came to us first to find his perfect peace. May we know that peace this Christmas and always as we continue to look to the Lord Jesus together. Let's just bow our heads together as we close in prayer.